0: Like when I was pitching, value stacks are awkward. So I felt awkward awkward. when I was going through the value stack and like people, I could see people like rubbing the back of their neck. Oh no. Like all of that stuff. I'm like, oh, I am bombing right now. And so I had to stop in the middle of my pitch and say. You are now entering a new paradigm.
1: So here is my issue. we dream bigger, and we live in a world without limits. This is a new paradigm. Welcome to the Think Different Theory. We are live, dude. What's up, man? Yo,
0: yeah. thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, dude, for sure. I got a question for you. What you do if you? What do you would do if you had like five hundred million bucks? Like if tomorrow morning you woke up, what's today? Today's Wednesday, so like lottery drawings tonight. I think I don't. I don't play it, so but I think that's what it is. Wednesdays and Saturdays. Like you wake yeah. up tomorrow morning and you got. Hey, congratulations, you just won $500 million.
0: I think I'm going to give you a really lame answer because, like, I don't really spend my money too much. Like, I'm not getting a fancy Lambo. Yeah. Don't have any need for it right now. That might change. I don't know. But probably donate some of it. So I just bought a house in Mexico. Uh, Wait. You bought it for you or you donated it? Not for me. Not for me. For like a uh, underprivileged family. That's awesome. So we're doing that. There's a house build going on in April with the Greatness Foundation. Uh, I just paid off some family debts. um, Like debts for my family. So probably stuff like that. That type of stuff. What else? Uh, Did you got $500 million? I get. Yeah, and there's, yeah, there's a lot more that I could do with it. Travel yeah. a lot. Uh, yeah. yeah.
1: I feel like your life wouldn't change that much.
0: Dude. I'm so happy in San Diego just being here. Like the money doesn't really matter to me.
1: Would you, would you want it to come through your Stripe account?
0: Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah so you're be, online. It, it, would
1: you, would you be willing to give up 2.9% of your $500 million if it came through Stripe?
0: Yeah. Five, $500 million. Yeah. So you give up,
1: okay, hold on. I got to do the math on this. <laughs> Let's see. Ready? Hey Siri, what's 3% of 500 million? It's 15 million.
0: You give up 15 million bucks. Yeah. I got 500. Well, then I have $485 80. million. Dollars.
1: Yeah. Mm. That's yeah. crazy. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Huh? So you're in San
1: Diego, dude. What's the, uh, give us a background. For those people that don't know you, we've been friends for a while. We got some good stuff to get into here. It's gonna be good. We almost started a business together. That was insane. Oh uh, my Yeah, I, for, I forgot about that for the longest time. And then I was like thinking about what we were gonna talk about on this show. And I was like, dude, holy cow. We definitely almost started a business together. I flew out there, went to mastermind together. It was insane. Yep. But uh, that was what? 20. That was the end of 2018. End of yeah. 2018, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, that was insane. What uh a lot has changed since then. Yeah, I mean you started this podcast. I started this show. Yeah, it's pretty cool. My my business took off a little bit more in 2019. A that's little a, bit. <laughs> that's really where we just upward trajectory.
1: Yeah, like like yeah. 1. 1.3, 1. 1.2 million?
0: Uh 1.1. 1. 1. 1. Yeah. 1. 1.1 1
1: million in 12 months, 13 months?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and
1: and you have the uh the privilege of being like and I didn't pay for ads, suckers.
0: <laughs> exactly. Just all through uh, my Facebook group and live events. I That's, just, dude. Live events are
1: insane to me. Like, how how do you how many people were at your live event that you did? How
0: many have you done? Just one or two? Uh, so we've done a handful of masterminds. We did three last year. We had between ten and fifteen people. We wanted to keep it intimate and. Uh, then at Tribe Buyers Live in 2019, we had 200 people. We sold it out.
1: Dang! How do you get 200 people in the room, dude? Without ads.
0: Uh, me and my sales guy just freaking hustling in Messenger. Like that was that really? was a lot of it. That was a lot of it. Um, and and one of my favorite things to do. Just we we had consistent posts about the event. And then I knew people were seeing the posts and like right. a lot of them were just on the fence. So I would, I would go to a hookah bar and just uh, send everybody that was online right now one question, which was, have you considered coming to Trab Buyers Live yet? And then you get a, I got a simple yes or no, whether, and both of them are right. Both of them I can take too. Right, like right. You
1: just options. need to know where people are at.
0: And that worked so well. Really? And I was just testing out different strategies with Messenger and all that. And it turned into a little fun game. Um, so we had that. And uh, also, our affiliates sold a bunch of tickets. So What was, was the ticket t- price? Uh, it was $300 for our first event. Um, hmm. This one, we have tiered pricing. So Super Early Bird is 300 And then Early Bird is 600 And then regular ticket prices are 1000
1: nice and yeah. you put what 200 300 sorry i forgot uh,
0: we 200 in the room last year room. We we're putting 300 in the room this year
1: Congratulations! when is
0: it uh september 24th through 26th at tory pines in uh in san diego
1: nice so you got three days three-day yeah. event that's yeah. awesome bro congratulations
0: yeah it's a lot of fun thanks
1: yeah i bet i've never done a live event i was at jr's um, which is a little bit different, obviously. Uh, I don't know. There's probably 50 people, 60 people in the room when we when he did his. And obviously, like I go to live events. But uh, I've always heard it's so hard to put butts in seats, dude.
0: Uh, if uh, with with us, like having that really awesome Facebook group and having buyers already, yeah. it makes it a hell of a lot easier. Let's talk about this concept. You,
1: have, you run a company. For, for those of you, I want to kind of get in your backstory a little bit. For those people that don't know you, you run a, a company called Tribe of Buyers, right? Yeah um, which brilliant, right? Um, the, the idea of creating this buyer, when I first met you, you were selling low ticket stuff, right? Like it was $97 stuff and you were killing it. Right. (laughs) I was like, so confused when I first met you. I was like, how are you making so much money with like low ticket offers? And, um, I was reading Russell Brunson's dot uh, com secret shout out Russell, by the way, um, his dot com secrets book uh, again. And I I read the phrase in there where he's like, once someone's a buyer, they're always a buyer, right? Like once someone as long as you deliver on it, as long as you go and do that, they just keep buying and I, like it hit me. And I, the first person that popped in my mind was you. I was like, dude, you just created like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds yeah. of buyers. Yeah.
0: And, um,
1: like, talk to me about it. Like, what's your, what's your methodology? Tribe buyers, what's it all about?
0: So we focus on Facebook groups mainly, um, helping entrepreneurs and small startups um, grow their Facebook groups. Um, and then it's just uh, content, cranking out content. Uh, we call it the Facebook group engine um, with our seven-day content series where you kind of pick and play what content works best for your audience over seven days and just rinse and repeat. Um, and then it comes down to Facebook group engine optimization so that is your Facebook group name your banner your keywords that you're using right the amount of content that you crank out the amount of engagement you get on that content the more you can optimize that the more people are organically going to find your Facebook group and join your Facebook group so we help our clients with that and their offers and their messaging and their sales and building out their teams as well. In, in our higher tier program, but I think it's where marketing is going, where people are getting too smart. Like webinars are awesome. VSLs are awesome. They serve a purpose. they the conversion rates are going down. The uh, Facebook ad spend is going up, yeah. but if you have a Facebook group, and are nurturing people in that Facebook group and creating that intimacy marketing and that tribe, you're, you're never going to go hungry. You yeah. put up one... Po- I, so I've never done a webinar. I've done a, never done a VSL. And everything has come from just putting up a post, moving them to That's Messenger, insane. and then closing either in Messenger or getting them to a sales call.
1: Not a sales call. So I, wanna, I want to push back and see what your logic is here. Right? Cause I'm with you dude. Like, why would I pay for it? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I can get people to a group. I can get people through Instagram. I can, you know what I mean? Like organic for me has made me over a million dollars. Right. Um, and, um, just to clarify, the only reason we haven't done two comic club awards because we didn't process it through ClickFunnels. All mine's an app. Right. So the, the argument that I always get back from people is Josh, you can't scale your business with organic, right? Like, the Dan Henrys of the world, who you know you love, I love the the Sam ovens of the world, super smart people. It's like paid advertising is the name of the game. It's Dan Henry's famous thing. Russell is hook story offer. Dan is ad webinar application sale. Right. So, mm-hmm. like to the person out there that's like, I just don't think you can consistently grow your business with organic. Paid advertising is the way to go. What would you say to that?
0: I think paid ads is an excellent complement to organic. I think people do it backwards a lot of times where they think paid ads is their saving grace when actually it is organic marketing and nailing that in first and building up cash flow so you can fund your paid ads and just put fuel on the fire. So, I'm not I'm not against paid ads at all. I'm against running paid paid ads without an organic strategy because mm. you're just going to add so much more to your bottom line If you have an organic strategy to constantly bring in new sales that aren't from, uh, directly off the webinar or through those, uh, post webinar email sequences. Yeah.
1: What, um, what are some like organic things that people need to be doing? Um, uh, real quick, sorry. You're, you're primarily on Facebook, right?
0: Yeah. yeah. Primarily on Facebook, we do a lot in many chat, a lot uh, through email, but primarily Facebook. From a
1: social platform, fa- yeah. Facebook's your place. So from an organic email, many chat, Facebook combination, right? Which I'm right there with you. I just ha- also have a presence on Instagram. Um, what do you do? Like what, what do people need to be focusing their
0: time on? So I've got a little methodology that's called the three buckets of organic Facebook marketing. Okay. So the three buckets are your lists, and then value, and then money. So those are your three buckets. You've got to grow your list first. If you're starting from ground zero, start where I started, where I just started being um, hyperactive in target audience Facebook groups. And then what that did was it, started, it, it got people to start friend requesting me. And I friend requested people in that, those Facebook groups as well. So then I was building up my list on my personal profile and all along the while when people were friend requesting me, I was cranking out content, conversion content, right? That was, uh, getting people to move, move from a stranger, barely knowing me to a raving fan of what I did. Right. And then from there, um, uh, that is your value bucket, the conversion content. And from your personal profile, you can move people from your personal profile to your Facebook group by just dropping a simple post saying, hey, I've got this lead magnet. Make sure it's really enticing for your ideal client. If you want it, drop a comment down below. And then when they drop a comment, you can send them the link to your Facebook group where your lead magnet will be. Mm. So then you're getting...
1: So you just literally host it directly into a Facebook group. What's that? You just host it. I mean, you just post yeah, it with a group yeah. and you're just like, yo, it's in there. Go join. Yeah,
0: if, if your objective is to get Facebook group members, just put a lead magnet in your Facebook group and say, hey, it's in there. And it can be as simple as doing a Facebook live training, yeah. right? Um, so your content is your value. You need to build up your value bucket by cranking out content that moves a stranger to a raving fan of what you do. So once you have your list bucket full or you're filling it up, and your value bucket full, you can fill your money bucket, which is money. You put up a post saying, hey, I have this offer. If you want it, drop a comment down below. And then you can take the conversation, have a sales conversation in Facebook Messenger. And then when you fill up your money bucket, your list bucket and your value bucket actually drop. So you've got to think about, oh, I've got to refill the people in my uh, uh, on my list. And provide them with more value. Why do they drop? So when people buy, they move to your um, they move to your buying communities, right? So uh, the people um, on your list, there are less potential new buyers on your list. Mm. So you need to add new potential buyers to your list um, and provide them with more value.
1: Got it. Got it. Um, content. That's something everybody struggles with. I mean, hmm. outside of you, me, maybe, right? Like, we're, 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 we're content beast, dude. How do you produce so much content? You produce a lot of content, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. How, how, how do you produce so much content?
0: Uh, content comes in time. I remember when I was first starting out, like, I had this block too. Yeah. I was, I don't know what to write. It's because I just wasn't at the point where, like, I knew about the industry. I didn't know about my ideal client enough. Right. And one simple hack to that is putting putting up a post asking, Hey, what's your number one problem? What's your number one fear? What's your number one goal? Those sorts of things around X. Whatever you
1: dude, I remember, sorry to cut you off here. I have seen so many of those stupid posts from you, dude. And yeah. what was insane to me is how many people replied. Like, like the way you would word it. Like sometimes I would be sitting there and I would, you know, spend like forty five minutes on a post. And then I'd like post it, I'd go over to your page. And it's like, what's your number one fear when it comes to blank? 75 comments later, I'm like, what the heck, man? (laughs) Do people overthink it?
0: Oh, totally. Yeah, usually, well, most always just keeping things simple is the way to go. Um, So when I'm uh, dropping a lead magnet, some people will tell these like long stories and then like have a call to action at the end. Like people are on, people have like the attention span of a goldfish on Facebook. Yeah. So it's better to make it pop. Like you can write like one or two sentences and like make it uh, those colored like background banners Um, and make it pop, write one or two sentences and tell people what they want to hear and say, hey, do you want this? And then get them the link. Like Mm. just keep it simple because unless your copywriting skills are really, really good. Like not everybody's going to read that.
1: Yeah. And so, and I would, I I'm glad you brought that last point there. Cause I, you know, me, I love long posts, dude, (laughs) especially when it comes, but, but right. It it comes down to knowing how to copyright. Um, And it's like, so what it's interesting that you bring this up, right? Like I'm, I'm really good at, at writing Russell's hook story offer formula, right? Great leads
0: amazing copywriting book. All right. Oh, like, I get it. what, what's the
1: name of it? R- R- Great Leads what?
0: Great Leads by Michael Masterson.
1: Michael Masterson.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. Guys, check that book out. Apparently, it's good. But like, so it's funny though because I'm good at it. But right now, I'm in the process of scaling Think Different Theory. And guess what? I can't, find a copywriter that's good at it that isn't like 50 grand you know what I mean and so I'm having to learn how to change my marketing style to remove myself from the process because dude and I actually want to get into this with you because I want to talk about your story here because you went from to buy a team but um that's been difficult for me because I'm like I know what I'm doing and I'm amazing at it. But when anytime I try to plug somebody else into what I'm doing, because like I've I've done it in certain areas now, thankfully, over the past, you know, few months or whatever, we've been building a team and, and creating systems and all that jazz, which has been amazing. But like there are still certain pieces, and copywriting is one of those. That's kind of like our next focus piece is like, how do I, how do I find someone that can talk in my voice, but understand that they're not me? Like, how do, how do I create a system that allows them to be in it? Um Talk to me about uh, your your journey, your transformation with with building a team. Because you went like for context about this, dude. We started yeah. a, almost started a business together, yeah. And and I remember at that time it was like uh, probably like a month before that, during that time, and like a month or two after, you were going through some crazy crazy mental stuff, and uh, I was beginning my journey of it. Like you know what I mean? Like I had gone through my own. phase of of that and and I ended up going through especially with my brother dying or whatnot um like my own mental crap but like you were going through it and I remember like we we would get together and you'd be like I have to go meditate right like I have like I have to get out like I just have to stop right now and I'm like okay sounds good what like what transpired there and how were you able to go from you know burnt out solopreneur that literally had to meditate to survive to where you're at now
0: yeah, uh the mental stuff was heavy, heavy burnout. Um I think it was adrenal fatigue. I hired a health coach for $15,000, just threw money at her and was like, "Fix me." Um and for about 3 months there, super depressed, couldn't 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 work. Um didn't know what was going on. Went to so many doctors to figure out like what was wrong with me because I didn't have any energy like no focus. It was just all blah. Um, and they didn't, they said, I don't know what's wrong with you. Um, so I quit drinking caffeine for six months. Oh, that's right. You did yeah. do that. I did that time frame Cause I was, I was a heavy caffeine drinker. I was drinking pre-workout and Starbucks and like five to eight, eight cups of coffee a day. It was really bad. Um, and, uh, just hit heavy burnout. And it was the best thing that ever happened to me hmm. um, because I, uh, so there's this, uh, uh, if you've ever read the alchemist, really, really good book. Um, but one quote from it is don't ignore the omens. Like I was ignoring hmm. the omens for too long where I was just going further further down the path of burnout and I was like, like no, I'm fine. Like my Stripe account looks good, like I'm making money. I was that new entrepreneur and finally coming into money. Um, and I was like, no, ignore it, ignore it, push it down, push it down, you're fine. And I kept drinking caffeine and kept going balls to the wall every single day, waking up, just going straight to the computer and working. Um, and It's
1: addicting,
0: dude. It's so addicting.
1: I remember the uh, when we first met, I don't know, a couple, couple weeks after we met or whatever, you sent me a picture of your Stripe account and you were like, does checking this ever get old? And I was like...
0: <laughs> honestly, no. Dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's an addiction. It's a dopamine hit that. And then you're getting the engagements on Facebook. That's a huge dopamine hit. You're getting the people validating you getting testimonials, people saying, Oh my God, this helped me so much. And like, that is just like, you just want to keep doing that. And like, I didn't want to take a break from that. Right. And, uh, it led me down the path of just like, one day I woke up and I was like, I literally can't do anything. Like my brain was just so scrambled. Um, I couldn't focus on anything and I was like, I need to do something to change. Um, so I decided to quit drinking caffeine and just take a step back from, from work. Did you drink alcohol at this point or no? Uh, very minimally. Okay. Um, very minimally. Um, but that was, that was a big change in my life too. Uh, taking alcohol out. Um, but, uh, so I quit drinking caffeine. Um, I was going through, I was trying to get things back up and running after a month, month and a half or so with you, uh, thinking about partnering up all that stuff. Um, and then we didn't end up partnering up, um, because we were both kind of going through that. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, uh, and then I went to a Buddhist monastery. Uh, yeah. yeah. I went to Deer Park Monastery in Escondido with J.R. Rebus. He was like, dude, come out with me, buddy. This will fix you up. And that really did.
1: Like, Okay, let, let's dive into this. This is fascinating. Yeah. Talk to me about it.
0: Like, What went down? So I, through that whole year, year and a half, I, I had no space to think and calm my nervous system down. Mm. And going to the monastery, I finally had that that week of just like I could just let everything go. There was there were no screens. I was meditating uh, four or five times a day with the Buddhist monks and eating really healthy food, napping when I wanted to. And I just let everything go for a week. And one of the best decisions I made was I read two books before I went to the Buddhist monastery. I read The Great Work of Your Life by Stephen Cope. And I read The Values Factor by Dr. Demartini. And The Great Work of Your Life by Stephen Cope taught me about Dharma and what my true path is and what I'm put on this earth to do. And then uh, The Values Factor helped me identify what my top five values were. Hmm. And I kind of got there when I was reading those books, kind of got closer to it. But when I let everything go and let all the distractions out of my life and could just focus on my thoughts on those two things, I got closer to them. I thought back to when I was, when I was happiest in life, when I was 18 had an awesome girlfriend, awesome group of friends. I was playing a bunch of pickup sports and I realized those are my values. Like Mm -hmm. I wasn't doing those things in my life and that's why I was so miserable and why I was burning out. I wasn't filling my cup up. So I, uh, I, uh, I identified like I need an awesome group of friends. I need to be playing pickup sports every single week. And, uh, I need, I, I I need a partner. Um, I need somebody that I just, I just love being with. So at the Buddhist monastery, I wrote down everything that I wanted in a girl, everything that I needed to be to be her partner. Um, and then, um, and then she she ended up showing up two months later when i moved out to san diego and i didn't note it i didn't realize right when i met her that that was everything that i were written down but like two months after dating her, i'm like oh my god you're everything that i wrote down <laughs> like that's that's crazy that's awesome so i started uh in 2019 beginning of 2019 found an amazing group of friends in san diego uh, uh, found my girlfriend that I'm absolutely in love with, I love um, it. and, um, uh, and started playing pickup sports at, what do you uh, play? uh, play basketball. Dude. Nice. I love basketball. Really?
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, um, so that's just, that's allowed me to fill my cup up to really, um, just serve people, serve, like serve all of our yeah. clients. Serve my team and like I wouldn't have been able to do that if I was just going heavy on on caffeine like I did yeah in
1: yeah you uh you coached with Scott Olford yeah
0: yeah yeah so that, me, was, that was 2018 yeah that,
1: that was 2018 yeah that was uh it was an interesting when we were out there and like I we went to him I we were talking before the show here, you said you're out in San Diego now and it's a very spiritual place. You said, um, you know, by the water and everything like that. I got that vibe. Um, so like, I know Scott, I don't like know Scott, like we know who each other are and obviously we've met and, you know, talked hang out or whatever. But like, um, one of the things that was interesting is actually we, we had a conversation with Zion. What's his mm-hmm. name, right? Zion. And you know, Zion, he, was yeah. talking, he was talking about like the importance of being present in the moment and like things like that. And, um, one of the things that I super struggled with, and I'm curious because I'm sure you went through the same thing too, um, is rap, like making my life on social media and forgetting that I had a life in real life. And mm-hmm. it was like this, um, like I, I convinced myself that I didn't need a life in real life that I could live my entire, like that my fun would happen. On social media, that my work would happen on social media, that my learning would happen on social media, that everything would happen online. That I like, I mean, I'm in Omaha, dude. I'm in the middle of freaking nowhere and, you know, probably moving soon, but like, I could, like, I convinced myself of that. And so I never like set up or took time to like put things in place here i didn't find a gym that i could go to i didn't worry about like eating healthy because my whole entire life was online right did you ever like do you ever go through a phase where like everything was online or did you have you always had some interaction with the outside world
0: in 2018 i was traveling a lot so like that was there wasn't too much of that like oh i'm only online Mm. Um, but one thing that i realized is is the more that i feel the happier i am Um, and the more I get away from associating myself as like, as my online personality or like attaching my identity to my business, getting away from that and really honing in on like, how am I, how am I feeling right now? How am I thinking, feeling and behaving right now? Like, um, the more I focus in on what I, what my intuition tells me and less of like overthinking stuff, just the happier I am.
1: Mm. How do you, okay, so for the person out there, cause you obviously went through some mindset stuff, right? Like a lot of it. Yeah. And I went through a lot of mindset stuff too. I just, I have a mindset coach now. That's like literally once a week, we sit down for an hour. I have boxer access to her throughout the week. And like, all we do is work on the mind. That's it, every week. Um, For the person out there right now that hears mindset, right? That is, they're trying to figure it out. They're sitting there and they're like, I'm making the 20 grand a month, right? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of burnt out. Maybe I've got a VA, like things like that. But like, I'm I'm trying to, I'm trying to really level up in life because there's a, there's a phase, right? There's a phase where you can, you can play in this phase, but then there is the next phase And and it really, really is. And they're trying to figure that out what are practical things that they can do or where can they be focusing their energy and time? And I think most importantly, like what, what should they expect? Because like, I feel like a lot of people give advice of like, Oh, meditate more or, or, Oh, focus on blank. But like, if they don't know, like I had no idea what to expect, dude. And like now that I'm where I'm at now mentally, I'm like, Oh, this isn't that hard, right? Like, because I know how to deal with these things, right? And I had somebody walk me through this process of like how to operate and how to deal and what to expect about things. So for the person that, all right, they don't got 50 grand, you know, to go invest in a coach or $15,000 to throw out somebody's health or whatever, but they're, they're serious about this. Where should they be focusing and what can they, like, what should they expect out of that?
0: Um, so I, I want to start with a framework here. Okay. So uh, one thing that I always uh, talk on stage about is that your vision drive your goals, your goals drive your planning, your planning drive your resources, and your resources drive your execution. So it all starts with a vision and knowing like what you ultimately want out of your life. It doesn't need to be crystal clear. You You can have a vision board if you want, but just something to shoot for. And then having that in place, now it's your goals. Um, a lot of times people have mindset issues because they don't have really solid vision or really solid goals. Um, and not a lot of goals. Keep it to three to five for a year, but make them really, really specific. Um, the the kind of framework for goals for, for businesses that I use that I got from Traction that I use in my personal life is a 10-year target, three-year picture, uh, one-year goals, and then 90-day rocks. Um, so you can use that in your business. In mm. your- um, but, uh, that's, that's kind of where I wanted to start with, with mindset. Um, uh, I think one of the, one of, one of the biggest things is, is obviously action taking, like you're going to fail. I learn a way more from my failures than I ever do my successes. And that's just because I take massive, massive action. Yeah. And the reason for that massive action is my why. And you can have two different types of why you okay. can have a pleasure. Why you can have a pain. Why? And I've realized mm. that a lot of people just getting off the ground, it's better to use a pain. Why? So, uh, for example, I love my dad so much, but I don't want to be at his, uh, where he's at. um at his age, like financially and with his health and all of that. That's my big pain. Why? That's what really drives me to get out of bed. And like, that, that is what I used for such a long time. And like, it's like a rocket ship. You've got to use that, like a lot of that motivation and pain to get off the ground. And then your, your pleasure, why is more like what you want to deliver to, to the world. Um, And just like a rocket ship, when you get to that point where you're finally off the ground and you can, your business is kind of operating, you can create the space to have that grander vision that you can build the team around and kind of just coast off. Um, so you have those two different types of uh, uh, two different types of why mm. that will drive your action taking. But a lot of times it's the pain why that will drive you at the beginning. But that won't that won't get you to. It'll hold you back. Yeah, it'll hold you back, and you will build things that like you don't necessarily want to build for yourself and your life. But you can use it, and I'd recommend using that pain why to get off the ground, but it's got to switch at one point in your entrepreneur career where you're really focused on the vision and what you're bringing to this world. Hmm. But people starting out, I highly recommend using that pain as as your driver, why you're getting up. like using it, it, it's it's there for a purpose. And I right. a lot of the sex, successful people that I know, have moved from their pain. Why? To their pleasure. Why?
1: How'd you find your pleasure? Why? Like if the person sitting there, like, I don't know what I want to do with my life, dude. Like
0: what do they do? Uh, For me, it was space. Um, Reading a lot of books, just like filling myself up with knowledge, hiring mentors, hiring coaches, and just filling myself up with a lot of knowledge. And then when I went to Deer Park, um, I thought about like, why am I doing what I'm doing? and using the five whys exercise. Why's that, why's that, why's that, right? Mm. And I realize it's not about helping people grow Facebook groups and making an F-ton of money. It's yeah, about-
1: Clearly an F-ton of money doesn't matter to you
0: because what would you do with $500 million? <laughs> Nothing. Exactly, <laughs> but it, uh, it, I realize it's more about connection. It's about human connection because I remember mm. when I was first an entrepreneur, and I was uh, I was working in my parents' basement trying to start an advertising agency, and I I gave up everything else. I gave up drinking at that time. I uh, I moved from Chicago to Cleveland. And I was sitting in my basement. I'm like, where the fuck are my friends? Like where I have no connection in my life right, right
1: now. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: And it wasn't until I started interacting in Facebook groups and like Dan Henry's Facebook group where I met uh, uh, Jeff Miller, Mackenzie Lieberman, Jordan Parker, who are my really, really good friends now. And that's where I found that connection was through people that were on the same mission that I was. That's why I'm so passionate about growing Facebook groups. And then we took that one step further, which is in-person events. So we want to connect, help people connect online and then at in-person events. um, so we can make this world a better place, um, with human connection and people finding their tribes and like finding their purpose.
1: Mm, I like that that's super cool uh yeah shout out Jeff that guy's a smart dude and he looks like he's like how old is he like 30 something and he looks like he I, I thought he was like yeah, he's like 25
0: he's 34 he's uh he's a funny dude he was my first client um and he's just his his brain works just differently
1: it's so interesting to watch him and yeah. like we, we were good
0: so I remember when I first met him in person, I flew down to Florida, uh, met up with him and I was like, dude, you need a course. Like your, your agency is so good. This was right. were courses were popping off. Like oh, right. When they were back. Yeah. Kind of yeah. And, uh, he's like, ah, I don't know if I can do it. Like had all those fears and all that stuff. I'm like, well, let's just, let's just map it out. I literally didn't say anything and he mapped out seven modules, everything that he was going to teach in each module. And like in 15 minutes he was done with the outline of his course. And I'm like,
1: but he, cause that's him. He's so smart. Like, yeah, he's so he, systematic he is the most like non BS person, but like at the same time has like a dry sense of humor, right? Like just yeah. so funny. And, uh, I remember, that's, that's funny. I remember we were at, uh, on the cruise, um, Ross's Modern Profits cruise. And uh, he, who was speaking? I forget who it was that was up there. Maybe it was Robert Raff. I don't know, someone was up there. And Jeff is like, yeah, I have a question. And I'm like, oh, this is gonna be so good. And he's like, if I wanted to pay you to do this for me, how much would this cost? And the guy's like, well, oh, you know, like this, that, and the other. And he's like, no, no. Like, I wanna pay you money. <laughs> how much is it? And he's like, well, it depends upon blah, blah, blah. He's like, okay, I don't, I don't think you quite you understand. And he like pulls out his wallet and he's like, here is my wallet. I will give you money right now. <laughs> you know, and he's just like very, very matter of fact and to the point. Uh, I have to have, I should get him on the podcast.
0: That is such a Jeff thing. If, if for everybody out there that doesn't know Jeff, he runs a Facebook group called uh, Facebook Ads. Uh, Facebook Ads Agency Scaling Secrets. Yeah, um,
1: Ads it Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: He's got a big butt in his banner, and I was like, Jeff, that's probably not the best idea. I was totally wrong because it popped off. He and,
1: runs uh, with it.
0: Yeah, 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 and uh, he's gone from zero to forty thousand people in his Facebook group.
1: It's just, Insane, like, quick. And I remember yeah. the. He lives in Miami, yeah. um, and like, like right outside of my uh, of South Beach, isn't it? Or did he move?
0: He, uh, yeah, I think he's on. He moved to. Somewhere. Yeah. He, but he's so like, cool. right,
1: right. like right, Yeah. He's like right down there. And um, the first time I ever met him, um, what did he say? He said, I don't know why y'all are focused on $1,500 clients or $2,500 clients. And I was like, well, okay. Like, what do you recommend? He's like, dude, I've got five clients that pay me $5,000 every single month. And I do less for those $5,000 clients than any of y'all are doing for those $1,500 clients. And I make way more money. So I've got to figure it out. And I'm like, that actually makes a lot of sense, right? Like he's just so straightforward. I love Jeff. Yeah, he's great. Okay, so so friends, like you, you meet these friends. Let's talk about relationships real quick. I'm actually curious about this, right? So there's like a lot of people online, like three billion of them, and so you get to like see, like you've got connected with some really cool people, some really high level entrepreneurs, right? How do you, um, how do you decide who you're going to hang out with or pursue or like become friends with or do you even worry about it or like like I feel like because there's there's circles right there really yeah. is there's the there's the Russell Brunson world right the click funnel thing world and then there's like the Brandon Burchard world and there's the Gary V world and there's the Scott Olford world and there's the you know Gr- Grant Cardone world the Ty Lopez world like and I feel like you just kinda I mean you I'm sure you have your world but like how do you decide who you're gonna follow or not even follow hang out with, go to events, become friends with? Because there's some intentionality behind that, yeah?
0: Yeah. Uh, not a crazy amount of intentionality. I just want to have fun with cool people. Like, I, I, I went to Funnel Hacking Live this year to hang out with my Dan Henry crew. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I bought his Facebook ads for, uh, uh, for Entrepreneurs' Corps back,
1: back in the day, day. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. And uh, just got really connected with those people. And like, we had a blast it's kind of crazy i went from like that crew to moving out to the west coast and kind of like now kind of starting my own crew and like just like hanging out with like brad newman and uh kyle lasota and like dude just in this area the san diego area like these are my people i just love it here yeah Uh, but in terms of uh like that's that's kind of it um i i don't really do too much like oh let's infiltrate this group or infiltrate yeah that yeah group.
1: yeah you just yeah. kind of see where it goes and hang out with cool people
0: yeah yeah i just like having fun it's not are, too strategic
1: are, like are you are you more focused on building business relationships or building friendships and then if they turn into business relationships great
0: uh i'm more focused on building friendships um because that's usually the start to a great business relationship
1: yeah I feel like one of the things that's interesting is like some people are like, I've got my friends group and then I've got my business people. And I felt like this was, this was me for a long time. Right. So like a uh, little backstory, like of me, like I didn't grow up with a whole lot of friends, um, partly because we just moved around so much. Uh, and then the other part of that was like, I lived in the, I lived in the country in the middle of nowhere. I was homeschooled. I didn't go to, you know, didn't go to public school. I had seven brothers and sisters and my nearest neighbor was a half mile away. Right. So like I, I just didn't know a whole ton of people. But then when I got into this entrepreneurship game, I like I started making friends in this space, but then I didn't know them, right? Like I ever never actually hung out with them in person. So I was still kind of like this loner type person. So I like I always just clung to like my five friends. Shout out Austin, Andrew, you know, Micah, Logan. Like, like these are like my friends, right? And they're not entrepreneur at all. They're totally, you know, a different world of of me. But one of the things that I noticed was like when I started making friends in the entrepreneur world, and this is not a slam to my other friends. Like they're my most amazing friends in the whole wide world. But like when I started like being intentional about the types of friends and the type of people that I was getting around, not the specific type or the specific person, but the type of people like my life leveled up simply because it, it forced me to like, uh, be the type of person that would fit in with that crowd, but at the same time, not like from a, oh my gosh, am I fit in, but like just naturally the conversations that we'd have or like things like that would like force me to level up. You know what I mean?
0: Totally. Yeah. That's why I think masterminds are the best thing in the whole world. Like, it's, what makes
1: a good mastermind though? Cause there's some uh, crappy masterminds out there, dude.
0: Uh, 100% experience. Um, especially in the, the in person masterminds. Um, I, I see a lot of overtraining um, and not enough like experiential and allowing people to vent their problems and having the room help solve their problems.
1: Mm. What's the difference between a mastermind and an event?
0: Uh, I master for, for me masterminds are smaller, more intimate. Um, events are bigger, um, like over over fifty people. I would say. Uh, but masterminds really want to keep the numbers under, I would say 15, 20, like yeah. masterminds. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And when you do it out in San Diego, then you get warm weather out there. It's amazing. What, what, okay. What, what's it like living out in San Diego, dude? Like, I feel like, I feel like you, you are the type of person that like lives every internet entrepreneur's actual dream. And you're like, yeah, this is cool but at the same time, you don't flash it. You know what I mean? Like at the beginning, you're like, I'm not really a Lambo person, right? Yeah. And like, I've seen in your Instagram stories or whatever. Like you've got sick views, right? But you're not the type of like, yeah, you have your occasional douchebag picture with your shirt off, offset on top of a, you know, a Mustang, <laughs> right? Or, or a Camaro, I get it. But like, for the most part, you're really not that flashy of a person, right? Yeah. So like, what's it like out in San Diego?
0: I, I've never been happier in my life. But like, like
1: why? What's so cool about San Diego, dude?
0: The weather is amazing. Uh, the people are amazing. Um, just super spiritual. I feel like a lot of uh, we're missing that a lot uh, around the country right now. Like people aren't tapped into like their spiritual side.
1: Yeah, um,
0: and I think that is a part of the human experience. Um, huh. So that that has been really awesome. I go to breath work every Friday at this lady named uh, Karen Karen Winter's house where she has like eight to 10 people come in and we just do breath work for, hmm. for an hour. Um, and that really helps you release a lot um, and helps a whole
1: hour know. of just breathing.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's an hour of breathing and 30 minutes of meditation. Wow. Um, and I have, that is the best healing modality that I have ever experienced is breath work. And if people want to check that out go uh, check out Wim Hof breathing. That's probably the best place to start. But when you do it in a room with a bunch of people, you feel so connected. Mm. Um, And I can't explain the experience well enough. It's really something that you need to do for yourself. It's an
1: experience, not just a, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's incredible. Do you do yoga at all? Um, I used to. It was the first time I was able to touch my toes. When I got free yoga, when I was running Facebook ads for a, local uh, yoga studio uh but
1: uh no i don't do yoga anymore. you don't do yoga it's just not your thing
0: i uh i haven't uh yeah i haven't gone to a studio in probably a year but yeah
1: i went to my first yoga lesson um, nice. last week and um i learned real quick that i'm super not flexible i have no form <laughs> but, it, but it was good I'll, I'll be honest with you it was a surrender class it was all about just like observation. And like, I do meditation here at home. Like uh, we have a, there's a room, right? Like used to be my office. Now it's, now this is my office, but that's like our yoga room. We got yoga mats in there and a heater and like little salt lamps and like stuff like that. So I go in there, but uh, I actually went to the yoga thing and I was like, I I get why people get into this. You know what I mean? It's, there's a lot of misconception around yoga. I feel like.
0: It's, it's an amazing release. I, I think not enough people out there have that thing in their life that allows them to release, um, and really tap into their body. I think we're, what was it? Charlie Chaplin said, we think, think too, uh, we think too much and feel too little. Like if we can just tap into our body a little bit more and do more body work, like the world would be such, so, so much more of an amazing place.
1: When it comes to, so you say like you're the happiest you are in your life right now, Right. Um, or that, that you've ever been, do you think you can become happier or is it a, a journey of appreciating what you have now and always like being, you know, constantly being present and like, it's more of a maintain this or like, what is it? Cause like you're 26,
0: 27, 27.
1: Yeah. So you're 27, you're rich, you're, you know what I mean? Like you live in San Diego This is the happiest you've ever been. So like now what?
0: I, I feel, I mean, for me, one of my top values is growth. Like I always want to keep growing. I feel like I've raised my homeostasis level for happiness, right? It's always going to ebb and flow like every single day, right? Right. I've got a, I've got a tattoo down my spine. The first tattoo I got and it says this too shall pass like good, bad, ugly. It's going to pass. And like, I know that things are going to ebb and flow. I'm not always going to be super high, high happy. I'm never going to be super low, low depressed. Um, but I think it's just a constant growth thing where I want to keep growing, keep growing, keep growing and raise my homeostasis level of, of happiness and fulfillment and, and all that. Um, but, uh, the, the big thing that drives me is just like growing, like learning more, doing more. Um, uh, like helping more, like all that stuff. That's what keeps me going.
1: Hmm. So, like, what's uh, what's the next step for you then? With with what you guys are doing, like, you got Tribe of Buyers, which is awesome. You got the live. You got you have a high ticket high ticket program, right? Like, do you have like a thirty or fifty thousand dollar program or something like that?
0: Yeah, we have a multiple five figure investment program. Um, yeah, so we have three programs. We have a course. We have a ninety day program, and then we have a year long mentorship and mastermind. So like, um, where
1: do you grow this from here? Is it just more of that? Or you like, what, what does that look like?
0: Uh, I, we're really happy with our offers right now. Um, my big, for me, my big thing is um, really honing in on my skills of um, motivating a team, um, nailing in our vision. Um, and those are, those are the two major things that I'm focused on right now. How big is your team? Uh, We have 12 people on the team. Uh, A lot of those are contractors. We
1: have
0: four full-time people. Um, But uh, I am focused on learning the CEO skills. I feel like even though it's only been two and a half years and I'm so happy with my growth, I think I learned a lot of the lower level skills that that don't contribute to me being a CEO. Like if I'm a CEO, I don't really need to know the intricacies of Facebook ads or, or, or whatever else, like a mini chat or anything like that. I need to be able to motivate my team, articulate my vision and really just be the servant leader that my team needs um, to really get us to the next level. So that's what I'm really focused on this year is really honing in my CEO skills.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. By coach, um, yesterday we were talking about stuff similar to that, like the kind of like the next level. And, um, she was like, Josh, what you have to understand is like at the beginning, right? There's the master and the master or the master in training, sorry. Uh, they copy the master. Like, do you think of a painter? They're going to go and recreate the paintings of the master, right? They're going to go, they're going to learn, they're going to do like this stuff, but eventually they've got to go and break out and like be their own person and do their own thing. However, that being said, like you still, you still learned from master, right? Like you still learn from that. And she's like, you gotta evolve into that next phase. You're not a beginner anymore. You are training to become a master, right? And so she's like you got to stop the thing that got you to this phase. Now you need to stop focusing on those things and you need to go and you need to figure out the pieces and the person that you need to become. And you need to let go of all these things down here, not even put your focus down there because if you're focusing down here and you're not focusing up here, you're worried about the wrong things and you're never going to be able to grow. And I was like, Hmm, that makes a lot of sense. Right. But, uh, that's hard. Is addi- I'm, you know, like I'm, a, I'm addicted to wanting to check my stats. Right. No, know how things are doing go in and know how everything works i'm a control freak and that's been hard to to let go of you know,
0: yeah we uh we just hired an ops manager um a new ops manager about a month ago like that it's amazing where do you find your people at uh, a lot of times it's just referrals right really? found the best talent comes through other people referring the talent to me nice it's not okay. about posting on job sites or anything like that just Referrals.
1: what you mean you don't go to you don't go to a job and be like hi, a job site and i'm i'm looking for a operations manager and not right now no. stay, stay through 100 op- applications that's funny <laughs> uh are you political at all dude uh no <laughs> do you follow politics at
0: all <laughs> i'm like don't want to go down this path
1: okay you know okay that's fine that's fine yeah. right. No, that's cool um dude this is awesome i appreciate your time on here yeah. um Any, uh, actually let's, let's do this. Where can people, where can people find out more about you?
0: Uh, best place, uh, is probably our Facebook group. Uh, so, uh, seven figure business scaling secrets. Um, just type that into the search bar, add me on Facebook. Um, just Andrew Kruse
1: seven Uh, figure, like the number seven or S V V E N.
0: Yep. Number seven.
1: Number seven. All right. We'll link it down below. Uh, down there as well. Before we, uh, before I let you off here, um, give me a good story, dude. What's a crazy story that's happened to you? Oh,
0: let's see. What kind I, of story?
1: I on? don't care, dude. Give me something entertaining. Give me, um, give me a headline story.
0: Give me, give me something to direct me.
1: Okay, okay. Um, something that you lost a ton of money, or you met someone super cool, or you had a business bet. Oh, or, or how much money you make from stage? At your event?
0: Uh, oh, we, uh, we did a little over a million dollars in contracts.
1: Okay, million bucks in contracts. Yeah. Uh, so uh, walk me through what that's like, dude. <laughs> the, like, uh, bro, I've never done a million bucks in contracts. Like, that's the, awesome.
0: The crazy thing, it was my first, like, large live event, 200 people there. And everybody was so nice to me. <laughs> it was so weird. Like, I couldn't do anything wrong. And, like, everybody was just so sweet, like, whatever I needed, like, it was just, like, we need to protect Andrew's energy, like, all that. Like, all your people? My people and the people that were there. Really? And, like, just walking through the crowd and just, like, I could see out of the corner of my eye, like, all of these eyeballs staring at me. And I'm like, what the <laughs> like yeah, it was yeah. so weird man like i wasn't i wasn't expecting that experience yeah, I was, yeah. like a normal freaking dude and then like what? all this stuff was happening and like all the eyeballs were on me and like everybody was just like oh andrew and i'm like no dude i'm a regular dude yeah <laughs> that was just crazy experience there were like everybody uh like everybody there like had an amazing time we had people that made over ten thousand dollars from just one thing that we shared from stage
1: wow that's most. awesome
0: post like we're really there at, like we set this up so people can actually get results at the event like our last day is all about implementation actually doing that's cool. Uh, that's ultimately what's going to stick is when you right. take action and actually do it but um but it was crazy like people had such a good time at the event it was super experiential but they didn't see like all the shit that broke behind this, the scene. Right. right, Of course. Like it's crazy that like we, we were getting feedback and like everybody was posting in the Facebook group saying how awesome it was. And then in my head, I'm thinking, well, this broke, this broke, this broke. And like, it's, it's nuts. That perception is just so different depending on like where you're coming from.
1: Yeah. That's super, super crazy. Cool. You pitched the last day or second last day.
0: Twice. So okay. uh after lunch on the second day. Um and then uh before lunch on the third day.
1: You ever pitched before or is that your first time pitching yeah. from stage? Yes. Yes. But you have pitched before or it was your first time?
0: No, uh first time pitching from stage. Where'd you learn? Uh, so I one of the so this is probably the best advice that I can give anybody Perfect. that's pitching from stage. Perfect. Um I am never going to pitch that way again. Um, it worked out well uh, because I caught myself. Um, so I was pitching the way that my mentor taught me. And uh, I, was, I was working with Alex Moscow at the time. Great guy. Awesome. Great at throwing events. Um, but I, I was using his strategy to pitch from stage. That didn't really feel real and authentic through me. So like when I was pitching and I had practiced it, but I, I didn't do it in front of a, a crowd. Like when I was pitching, value stacks are awkward. So I felt so awkward when I was awkward. going through the value stack and like people, I could see people like rubbing the back of their neck, no, no. Like, just, like all of that stuff. I'm like, oh, I am bombing right now. And so I had to stop in the middle of my pitch and say, guys, I know, like, this isn't going the way that I planned. And, like, I feel like um, I'm doing you all a disservice because I know a lot of you guys would be amazing for the program. And I want to apologize for that and own up to that and speak to that. And, like, fucking, I got a standing ovation. From wow. That's <laughs> crazy, bro. That's awesome. And it was the most, like, surreal experience where, like, The lights are on me. I can hardly see everybody out in the crowd. And then I see them all stand up after I say that. And, like, people just going crazy. And uh, I think that really saved us. Because, like, I finally got to the point where I was real authentic. And, like, it wasn't salesy. It was just... That, that was how i was feeling yeah and like that's what I would recommend for anybody's pitch like find your style of pitching and make sure that's real and authentic and coming
1: through you yeah and I think that's super important because like uh I don't know who said it originally but like maybe I know Gary Vaynerchuk has said a bunch of people said it like every way works. You just got to find the one that works for you, right? Like most things do. So if like, if, if you're not a a Russell Brunson style stack pitch type person, great, then don't do that. Like there are other ways that actually happen to work out there. Yeah. Excuse me. It's not one way or the highway. So props to you, dude. That's awesome.
0: Thanks, dude. Yeah. And, and at live events, like there's so much buildup to it that people are they are hot. Like they're ready to buy. It's more about like not screwing it up. <laughs> <than> it <laughs> not
1: making about, it awkward. right?
0: Than it is about this epic pitch because like yeah. you go up so much equity with them over th- two days, like just kind of like trust that people are in the buying mode.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cool, man. Well, dude, I appreciate your time. I want to be respectful of it. We're coming up here at the top of the hour. Um, but th- thank you, man. I appreciate your time and uh, you coming on today.
0: Josh, thank you. This was awesome.
1: Absolutely, man. Guys, this is Ben, Mr. Andrew Cruzy. I pronounced your name right this time.
0: Nailed it! It's
1: I not- nailed it, guys. I used to call him um, Crozy. Andrew Crozy or Andrew Crows. And it uh, took me—he even told me like years. this. It was like over a year before I finally got it right. Andrew Cruzy.
0: dude. Actually, can I mention one more thing? If yeah, you
1: for sure, go for it, dude.
0: Do you remember how I got in with you? Like how we started talking um I think this is really good for your audience.
1: Okay, uh, I I feel like maybe we did like a many chat something together. Like you did a bot template
0: I built out a Oh, that's right. Bot. I would, I saw that you had thirty thousand people in your Facebook group. Yeah, that wasn't it yet? Like I hadn't done anything. I was like, I need to get in with this dude. Yeah. So, like I remember reaching out to you saying, "Yo, I so, I see that you didn't you don't have a messenger bot. I'd love to build one out for you." And you're like, oh yeah, let's do it." I couldn't I, believe
1: it. I was like, what? Sure. All right. <laughs> you want to give me something for free? <laughs> awesome. Yeah,
0: dude, I was in my, I remember I was in my parents' basement. I was chugging monsters and like, we were just chatting that night. I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe I'm chatting with Josh 40. <laughs> and like, I completely bought in one night. I sent it over. Like you were super stoked with it. Yeah, and, it was
1: awesome. It got tons. Of, it got us tons of leads, dude.
0: Yeah, and then we ended up doing a JV together. Yeah, we did uh, in your group for the messenger bot templates. Yeah, and I think we we made five figures. Yeah, it was um, like twelve
1: grand, I think, or something like that. Yeah,
0: and like I just wanted to share that story because I identified like one person I really wanted to get in with, and like just. Provided you with value, and yeah. then like look where we're at now. Like you, you did a JV with me, and now I'm getting interviewed on your podcast. So yeah. yeah,
1: and now you're doing big things. Yeah, you're doing big things, so not because of me, but because you're doing big things. So yeah. that's awesome, man. Thanks, well, I Appreciate you sharing that, guys. Um, we've talked about the Dream One Hundred strategy like a bunch of times, and that's just a fancy name for it, right? Um, it's, I'm doing it to Russell, Andrew did it to me. I'm sure you're doing it to other people. It's not that difficult. Just be intentional. Provide a lot of value. It's a leverage bar. How I always, what I always tell people, I'm like, listen, this this bar of leverage, right? Right now, whoever you're going after, that that big person at the top, for me, it's Russell. Like, they're up here, and you're like here. The only thing that you need to do is you need to figure out a way to pull your leverage up here. Because as soon as you're here, guess what? It doesn't matter if it took you 30 steps to get there. Now you're, now you're level. And as soon as you start continuing that, now you have the leverage, right? So it's like one of those things where once you have, like, once you're in with that person, you're in with them, your friends, your homies, right? You know what I mean? But the way you don't do it is by going and being like, Hey, you want to promote my thing, right? <laughs> like that's like number one thing of like what not to do. So anyway, man, I appreciate you sharing that. All right, guys, Andrew, thank you again for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, brother. Absolutely do. Guys, this has been Andrew Kruse on think different theory. Uh, season two, episode number 10. As always, hustle, hustle. God bless. Do not be afraid to think different because those of us that think different are going to be the ones that change the world. I love you all. And I'll see you on the next episode. Friday, we have Marley Jacks, Funnel Hacking Live speaker there. Absolutely awesome. Cannot wait for her. She's a very, very good friend of mine and she will blow your mind. YouTube, video, organic strategies, SEO with that. She's the absolute beast at it. Be there 12 o'clock Eastern time on Wednesday. I love you. I-, I love you all. And I'll see you then. Take it easy, fam. Peace